everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion of our creative escapades or current and future technology. So welcome to our 20th episode. Fireworks, fireworks. Sound effects. They'll sound much better with the sound effects. So, Andy, what are we talking about today? So today is our final part of our three-piece mini cryptocurrencies series. There's been a lot of crypto. It has been. And we'll be talking about decentralized finance and possibly the future of crypto and what it's going to look like. Sounds pretty good, yeah, because, yeah, it's a couple of topics I think we raised in the last episode, like this DeFi that we mentioned. Yeah, so, yeah. DeFi, DAPs. DAPs. Which confused the bejeebas out of me, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, also, we've got uh, our out in the Ooh. real world, out of the studio recordings, because we went and got wallets. Which Sean we and Andy in the wilderness. In the wild. <laughs> in the wild. Uh, yeah, so that we'll play that for you a little bit later. Yep. But, yes, we, we have ended up with wallets, but we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Because first... <laughs> Where are you up to with the book? Okay. How's the book going? Book, I think I've pretty much finalised chapter six. Yeah. So I'm a few. Oh, there goes my voice. That's so right. we're a few weeks ahead, I think, with my stuff. So, you know, plodding along. But I do start my, like, full day of Invoke stuff this week. Oh, so that's cool. I have a whole plan. Let's see if I can stick to it. <laughs> I'll go on the podcast and say what my plan is, and then everyone can berate me when I don't stick to it. So <laughs> yes. I want to get two chapters done every Thursday. So I figure... Two edits. Yeah, or two chapters completely done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And finalised. That's the intention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then I'm hoping it'll be like three months and the whole book will be done. Ooh. Oh, no. That's exciting. I oh, know. That's an exciting prospect, so... Let's see if I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> see what the world throws at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the intentions anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes, music. Music. I whew, I had a bit of a big like software music sort of a week where I so scheduled, I don't know, out to like sort of mid-March. This is currently like the 1st of February when we're talking yeah. right now. <laughs> um, so I've got tracks scheduled on YouTube. I also gripped up... All of the music back into another album. So the Invoke Beats Summer 2223 oh. album has been uploaded and distributed to all of the different um, platforms. Oh, wow. It's scheduled to come out on the last day of Feb. Yeah, that's cool. So I did all that. Had to make, like, the cover art again and yeah. upload all the tracks. And, but your it's out second there. album. And then, yeah, make the um, YouTube video so I could grip all the music uh, that yeah, album. Okay onto a YouTube little video thing. What are you using again for your videos? Pixabay. Pixabay, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, But yes, so progress. That's good. That's awesome. New album dropping. That's that's another new one. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to my crazy world of music stuff. Yeah, that's so good. (laughs) So how about you? How's book going? Uh, Book is going very well. I have finished just this morning the final version of chapter 14, which was one of those 9,000 word... Chapters Ugh. of the three. Yeah. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> yeah. 
Value for money, Sean, damn it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's done. I have done the pro writing aid edits of chapters 15 and 16, which are the other two really big ones. So I'm hoping to get them final edits uh, punched out this week. So I've got a big bit of a goal because you're going to ask me about art. Of course I am. Okay, well, we'll get back around to this. <laughs> so art, I finally finished that cover art. I've been talking about, like, I think since before Christmas possibly. So all that's just gone up on socials. Yeah, it's just gone up. Yeah, so I think you guys will see it. It's a, kind of like a mask, a digital mask. I yeah, guess, it's, some, it's not It's not the same as the other ones. So yeah. I will Go check it out, everybody. Yes, if you haven't, yes. don't know which one we're talking about, check out, I think it's on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, stuff. It's definitely on Instagram and I think, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. I finally got done. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> so that's finally done. So I am cutting away cover art for a while. Ooh, that'll be nice. I don't think I have to do my next one till mid to late March. So all of February I'm dedicating to the book. I'm not going to do any art classes or anything, which is a bit of a shame because I like doing them, but I want to try and get as much book smashed out as possible uh, over the coming month. So I'm doing my morning sessions and I'm also doing nighttime sessions now as well, like an hour or so at night. I try to fit in 90 minutes, but I usually fall asleep. Uh, an hour of writing at night and so that 45 minutes in the morning. So that should hopefully get me through at least, depending, uh, depending on how much editing I do, towards the end of the book. Rough draft. But it'll at least get me up to probably 20 plus fully edit. To ready to go chapters, chapters which puts me further ahead of the, the sort of curve of my weekly release, which yes. will give me more time to then get into nice. the other stuff because I have lots of big things planned sort of after Easter I want to get stuck into, um, mm. which we've talked about before with the audio stuff and all that, but I just want to make sure the book's in a very good place where uh, I'm not sort of going week to week or I'm only a couple of weeks ahead. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's been it's been very good. So it's bookuary for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ching Brilliant, brilliant. I wasn't trying to come up with that while you were talking. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so lame. That's what oh, my brain could come up with. succinct and polite answers was just you stalling. <laughs> so you could come up with that. <laughs> Being mm-hmm. like February. Book into February. Feather Feather Nice. Before we get into this episode, though, what's been going on in the news? Yeah. What's been happening? So as we like said a couple episodes ago, we want to start trying to like just have a few little tidbits from the news of what's yeah, going on. interesting? Yeah. Because especially like the tech world changes so quickly. Quickly, so it's a bit crazy. Yes. We were talking about AI um, stuff last week. Yes. So all the different sort of um, chat GPT and all these different sort of things. Yep. Um, OpenAI actually tweeted this morning. Oh, I saw okay. it like 5 a.m. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> that they're actually going to develop a new tool that can start trying to actually differentiate between AI-generated and human-generated words. and like. Oh, as yeah. in like text or... Text. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So they're developing a new, their official thing says like yeah they're developing a new tool to help distinguish between AI written and human written text. We're releasing an initial version to collect feedback and hope to share improved methods in the future. That's cool. Yeah, so this is a little bit of like because they're the company that made ChatGPT. We'll talk a bit yep. about the controversies last week and yes. stuff. Um, so yeah, they're developing a tool to start trying to figure it out which one you're using. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. It'll probably turn into a bit of a circular sort of like. Then yeah, the AI thought... will improve and then the tool to check it will improve. And, and just constantly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some. Uh, I thought they were yeah. going to start using, because I think OpenAI or ChatGPT gets all its information from written text. I thought sometime yes. this year it was going to get its information from spoken text as well to so get better at 
uh, writing stuff. But I've definitely been using it actually, just for like those little blurbs of the oh, yeah. chapters on our cover. I'll just be like, make it. Here's, a, here's my really quick <laughs> sentence of what happens. Can you make it sound a bit better? And then they never write like we talked about, yeah. but it gives me enough like, oh, that's a fancy word. Yeah, just a oh, word you yeah, hadn't thought of, and you're way. like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a nice one. So I've been using it. Anything else interesting going on um, in the news? So I did see an article as well about um, Twitter and some of Elon Musk's intentions for it because we are engaging a little bit more on Twitter these days. Yes. As we had promised we would. Yes. <laughs> as we wanted to get more involved. Um, I just thought it was interesting because apparently um, Twitter's ultimate goal at the moment, he wants to start introducing like PayPal and Google Pay yes. and these sort of aspects into Twitter so that users can actually pay each other directly. So to try to be a bit like if you like a creator, you could pay them directly, which I found very yeah, so I don't know I have more details than that apart from like... I saw an interview with him. explanation. I'm not sure when the interview was, but I think it was the end of last year I watched it. It could have been ages ago. Mm. But I think he was saying in China they use... Oh, what is it? It's not WeChat. It's WhatsApp or something. It's whatever their equivalent is, like Weibao or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And inside that app you can like pay, you can buy stuff, you can do everything yeah. inside. And he's like, why don't we just steal it and use that? I think that's what they're sort so of I think that's what he might be heading towards. Because they're like ultimate goal from like the news article I yeah. sort of read on it um, of the explanation is to transform Twitter into a comprehensive payment gateway solution incorporating traditional bank accounts, cryptocurrencies and other financial services. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting because Twitter's so the Wild West still feels very like, I don't know, it's just so random yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so. it's, it's, been, it's been, it's gone through a change since he's taken over, definitely, because yeah. we were sort of playing in it late last year or yeah. last year a bit and I sort of, once he bought it, I sort of checked it out a bit more because I follow him because yeah. he's also quite funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely changing. It's interesting. Yeah, no, they're changing it to be, um, I think you can have 4,000 characters instead of the really short tweets. So you'll actually be able to put like long form content yeah, on there. So. Yeah, it's going to change stuff. And I think they've got their spaces or whatever the equivalent is for that yeah, week. So watch that space. Like Twitter's going to have a big overhaul. Let's yeah, I, it's not going away. No, it's going to morph and continue in some new guys, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, and then, okay, so that was Twitter. Yeah. And I got one more quickly. Right, go. One more quickly. It is with it. So, heard about um, Genesis yeah. we during our little crypto voyage. Disco <laughs> discovery journey, yeah. So, I read that um, Genesis Trading, which is the biggest trading desk for professional investors in cryptocurrency markets. So, they like... Um, say it's a digital asset prime brokerage akin to, akin to Goldman Sachs in the traditional financial world that offers its clients a full suite of services. They filed for bankruptcy in oh, this last week. Oh. <laughs> um, it's part of the fallout of the FTX stuff we were talking about last week and their collapse and that um, SBF being like yeah, yeah. Know, a charge and everything. So I did read that um, the firm has actually recently been charged by US regulators, Securities and Exchange Commission, with illegally selling crypto. <laughs> so I think it's... I don't know more details. I was trying to dig a little deeper and I still have a lot to go. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's maybe sort of like FTX a little bit, where yeah, you know okay. how they're selling stuff where there's nothing really behind it, maybe? Yeah, okay, just... Not sure. Yeah, but, I, yes, filed for bankruptcy and, um, yeah, yeah. but that's just because Genesis is a – there's a couple of parts to it, isn't it? And that's just one of it, I They're trading I think bit. so. They're a pretty big company and so there are other parts of it. I was trying to dig which parts have, like, collapsed. But, yeah, yeah so they were a big trading desk and – Gone. <laughs> so as we're saying, the, the world crypto, crypto world changes very quickly. Yes. Watch the news. <laughs> it's like pretty much what my advice would be. Yeah, yeah, pay attention. 
Yeah. So there's my news. That's my little snippets. Excellent. All right. Then uh, the weeking stuff. <laughs> I need an intro for that. <laughs> we'll make one for next week. All a right. little like tune or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, let's get into this episode. All right, let's do that. <laughs> As promised, Lace, uh, Laced, dear God. We're doing good. You can go again. <laughs> As promised, last episode, uh, we said that we would uh, let you know how we went with our wallets. So we were actually <laughs> out and about in some cafes and doing uh, all sorts of funny things, but we got some wallets. We did get wallets. We did get wallets. Uh, we both got separate wallets. We will play you now the audio of uh, that adventure, which I haven't heard yet because I would be randomly doing something and Sean would just stick a phone at my face from about a millimetre away. Yeah, it was good. So apologies if I'm a bit the sassy. The audio's not too bad. Oh, okay. Well, because it was in my mouth just about. You're welcome. All right. All right, have a listen. Hello, everyone. We are at Writer's Club breakfast. <laughs> Andy hates that I'm trying to record this. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. He's eating. I'm eating. <laughs> That's all good. Um, so, yes, we are trying to actually look into what crypto <laughs> wallets to use, and it's going to be very noisy because we are in our local cafe where we do our weekly Writer's Club. All right. I'm looking at crypto.com. I'm thinking that might be winning at the moment. I can get it on two different devices too, which yeah. I just found out, which is really good. So that we can both actually access an Invoke Creations wallet. Is the app the same as the wallet or is the wallet separate? I think you get the app and it connects the wallet. So we need the wallet and then we the app. We I think you that. download the app and then it does the thing. The DeFi wallet might be different. Oh, okay. Is there a different one? Possibly. We will we'll continue our journey and listen back in a sec. <laughs> All right, so... It looks like Crypto.com actually has lots of different products that we need to figure out the difference between. So there's a Crypto.com app, an exchange wallet, and a DeFi wallet. I think so. And you can have a Visa card. True story. It's purple and cool. We're going to keep looking into it. (laughs) Eating break. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, so I'm looking at just their normal app, but it looks like it's mostly finance related so it's all just coins and holding coins and paying and selling and trading yeah so that's the normal so that's the exchange wallet you're looking at or the exchange app just the crypto.com app so it looks like they've got yeah the three but you're on the DeFi wallet yeah and that's where you can um, store your NFTs Uh, you can obviously invest in DeFi and all that sort of stuff yeah alright maybe DeFi we will continue yeah yeah we're now looking at Coinbase wallets. They do have a lot of good reviews and like a lot of people saying it is like suits their business needs a lot better. So we're looking into that now. We're jumping around all over the place on our breakfast excursion into, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into wallets. I've eaten. I just need, I've eaten. I just need coffee now. And I'm sure we'll get an answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're just discussing about like whether we think we want custody of our one our self-custody or a one that the third party actually looks after for us yeah i think we're looking at because we're not going to be trading heaps of money or putting much in there we're just doing it to learn um self-custody might be a bit too much of an overhead for as much as we'll use it currently yeah we're really starting out we're not planning on putting much cash in there or anything like that and i did look up that you can actually transfer your um hosted ones pretty easily to become self-custody so if we ever change our minds down the track it should be pretty easy yeah Agreed. 
Alright, I think we're looking at hosted one, guys. Woo! <laughs> it looks like to have a hosted wallet through Coinbase, you just kind of log on and then ask to buy and sell. And that takes you to like a page to instantly create an account. And I think it's creating that account that automatically makes like a hosted wallet. Yeah. It's looking yeah, conf I'm confusing. Downloading the, I'm downloading the crypto app. <laughs> we're, we're finding out what's going on. <laughs> Andy signing up to the crypto.com exchange. We're figuring it out. <laughs> Alright, Andy's diving in and signing up to Crypto.com as an app user. And we're gonna see how it goes. We just discussed whether we should do we just create an account on Coinbase and on Crypto.com because it is a bit confusing and they do seem a bit similar. They both have great functionality and stuff. But we'll try out Crypto.com first, I think, and we'll see how we go. <laughs> So signing up, I had to um, get a code sent to my email address, then a code sent to my phone, and now it's asking for driver's license and ID to identify me as a real human being. There you go. So they do actually make sure that you, they identify you, even though like a lot of the stuff kind of talks about how like you know it's, it's anonymous and everything. To actually legit have an account, you do still have to provide proper ID. <laughs> this is for the exchange, though, so that might be different. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it looks like um, when I was just having a look at Coinbase, they also asked that you have to upload ID, so just be aware. <laughs> we found a bit of a snag because we do not have paper and pen on us. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, your next step is to take a photo of yourself with a piece of paper with some stuff written on it that you've just written so it can verify the date, I guess. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I'm going to have to go upstairs and get something, I think. We might have to come back and do this, so be aware, it'd be handy, don't do this in a cafe. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Fair call. It's not cafe work. No, um, so we will probably come back and do this again, but it, we are signing up. It's just a bit of a process, so bear with us. <laughs> and we're back after a nice big break, and now we've got paper, and Andy's got his stuff ready. <laughs> We're going to try to take our photo <laughs> so that we can actually open this thing. Yeah, I've got some paper to write on. I've got my driver's license again. And hopefully not too many randos in the background. Yeah, it's now lunchtime, so we're just outside of the cafe now at lunchtime. So we'll see how this goes. All right, verification is complete. Now it says there's going to be an email. And there's an email. It says... Uh, well, the same information is now under review. They'll let us know within seven business days. If you have any questions, please reach out. So I guess we are not logging onto the app for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yes, we will have an update for you all of how that went. Like on the podcast, I guess that this audio will be attached to. <laughs> so, woo, stay tuned. <laughs> Back to you in the studio, Sean oh, and Andy. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on, Sean and Andy in the studio. There's more of an update. <laughs> it actually, even though the email said, like, what? Wait. Seven business days, it took three minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're just covering their butts a little bit to be like, in case this takes a while, it could be seven days, but three minutes, people. And it looks like we've got access I'm to in. something. Yeah, I'm in. I'm inside crypto.com's exchange. 
So now I will try log on to the exchange on my phone and then open the crypto.com app and log into that. All right, next steps, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> I logged on to the exchange via the website. Then I managed to log on to the exchange via the app, which was cool. And now I'm just logging on to the actual crypto.com app, not the crypto.com exchange app, uh, with my username from the exchange. And it's so far it's working. I will let you know if it works. <laughs> it's trying to give me a credit card. God, multiple layered, but we will we'll get there. <laughs> so I have to do it all again. All right, so it looks like we're in stuck in a little bit of like an account opening and logging in loop. <laughs> yeah. We will sort it out and give you guys an update next episode as to how we go. <laughs> so this time, definitely. Back to the studio? Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I just threw the phone at him. So, yes. yes. And looked at me like a massive winner. <laughs> yes, because you are. But yeah. it's back to you guys in the studio. <laughs> Thanks, Sean and Andy, out there in the wild. Yeah. Back here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it worked so good. <laughs> it, it did. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, so, eventually, after all of that uh, shenanigans out there in the wild, I did get my crypto.com application sorted. Uh, it was a similar process to the crypto.com exchange, mm. which later on I learned they're just two different wallets. They're not the same thing. They're not connected. I haven't had a real good play to see if I can connect them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they are two separate things. I think I've got an exchange wallet and a crypto app wallet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm half following, but yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but once that all got sorted, I transferred $50 across to my crypto.com wallet. So the app, not the exchange, mm-hmm. uh, which was quite interesting. It took about 24 hours to get from my bank into the application. Oh, really? Uh, but it was worth noting, yeah, it said five to seven business days it can take up to, but it took 24 hours, I think, just interesting. under. Mm. Um, and the other interesting thing was my bank account. So who am I with? ANZ, I think. I don't know. I've got lots of bank accounts. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was coming out of my ANZ one. I got several text messages from them saying, hey, do you authorize this? Crypto can be a scam. Is somebody making you do this? Don't fall for stuff. Then I'm like, yes, it is me. And they're like, are you sure? So I think I got two or three messages from them just double checking, which I thought was really good of the yeah, banks. that's good. Um, or, you know, they're just like, no, all of our fees. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they were trying to do the right thing. Uh, so I found that quite interesting. Um, so I got pinged a couple of times, but eventually went across, and then I bought uh, 0.02 ETH with nice. my $50. <laughs> $50. <laughs> but here's the fun bit, though, because I bought that ETH, or that bit of an ETH, and I just sort of logged in every couple of days to see how it went, because it's only been a week. Mm. Uh, I think my $50 went up to $60. It sat at 55 for a couple of days, and I think when I jumped on this morning, it was 51 and a half dollars. It's very volatile. Yes, very. Market, it's it's it? uh, entertaining to watch. It is a little bit. Yes. Um, so yes. Go? So after all the recorded shenanigans, yeah. I came home was like, oh, all right, I'm going to try out Coinbase. So I managed to set up a custodial hot wallet with Coinbase pretty easily, actually. Just yeah. like went to their website and it sort of downloaded the app almost straight away. Anyway, I did have to verify my driver's license, yep. like you did as well, to yep. set it up. Um, I didn't have to do any writing on pieces of paper and stuff like you, though. That was only the exchange, <laughs> not the app, though, for that's me. That's interesting. Yeah. That must be, like, maybe some financial regulatory yeah, that's what I thought. requirements or something. Um, but it was pretty smooth for me. The, my only trip up was I had to authenticate, um, use my bank's authenticator to verify 
that I wanted to transfer money into Coinbase, but I have updated my phone and the authenticator was like <laughs> stuck on my old phone and I just had shenanigans with that stuff where I had to call my bank and they helped figure out uh, okay. their yeah, stuff. Yeah, I had to use, just, I, just, I got the option to use any authenticator, so I just used oh, my okay. Google one. Yeah. So I was like, oh no, um, had to call my bank, they figured that out. But once that was sorted, it's just, it was seamless, really. Yeah. Like I transferred the money and it was there in, I reckon, two minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was super fast. Um, so yeah, I had a play and I bought some Bitcoin, some Ethereum, and I also am testing out Polygon's Matic coin as well. Oh, okay. So, Look at you, big spender. I know. Look at me. So, yeah, seeing how they all go, it's quite fascinating to seeing the three different ones going up and down. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, so Polygon's a little bit like Ethereum, so it's yeah. one of those smart contract ones as well. So I was curious to see how it all goes. But, yeah, so I've got a couple of coins oh, in yeah, there too. Bits of coins, yeah. <laughs> bits of coins. Bits yeah, of coins. Yeah, 0.000 something of a Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't actually buy any Bitcoin because it was... You had to get, there's like a minimum, I think. Oh, really? So for me, the big, I could get 0.02 ETH for my $50. It was like $48. But I think 0.02 or 0.01 Bitcoin was like 500 bucks oh. or $300, whatever it was that day. That's interesting. Yeah, so it wouldn't let me buy like a 0. 0.0000. Oh. oh. Which is fair enough, I guess. I guess so. Mine yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, like we did read that Coinbase was voted one of like beginner user-friendly sort of ones. Yes. And admittedly, as someone who didn't know what I was doing the whole time, it was pretty beginner-friendly. Yeah. Um, it is, as I said, a custodial one, so I don't have to have like passphrases and all that sort of stuff. Yep, so it's same. all managed by Coinbase itself. I'm happy with that risk profile currently because yeah. I don't have much in there. Yeah. Did you set up two-factor? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all I've got going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty seamless and, yeah, we can always change it later if I decide to do something different with it. Yeah. Oh, I did actually with the app in Coinbase. So then I figured out there's a Web3 wallet that is sort of like your secondary one within your thing. Okay. I don't know. It's just in the app. And I hit on Web3, which I was curious yeah. about. And that's where it links off all to like NFT stuff and you can go to marketplaces. But yeah. I did have to put um, Ethereum to, into that account to be able to look at anything. Yeah. Okay. So I moved like, I don't know, $10 or something of Ethereum into that account so I could, because it was a minimum. I think it was $10 minimum, yeah, okay. Australian dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I could have a bit of a play and that's where like some of those apps, you're talking about staking and stuff. Yes, yeah. That's where you can start playing in that space. Yeah, I haven't yet to see what I could use my yeah. Ethereum for. So it's interesting. I've yeah. got to research more, but yes. we are playing in the space. Look at us go. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably update in a couple of months on what's been happening there yeah. if we actually try and use it for stuff. Yeah, at the moment, just sitting there watching the funny markets going up and down. Yes, like, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I get lots of emails from crypto.com telling me about what's going on too, actually, which is quite good. It's like That's good. there's a new NFT drop and here's another thing and... But yeah, so <laughs> we successfully got wallets. Yes, look Both at us. Of us. Hey, <laughs> progress. All right, so, but we'll move on to today's topic. <laughs> yep, which let's do it. is decentralized finance. Mm, do you want to start off with the intro? I'd love little to. description because yeah, you love yeah, doing that. I do. Uh, so DeFi or decentralized finance uh, is an umbrella term for financial services on public blockchains, primarily Ethereum. With DeFi, you can do most of the things that banks support: earn interest borrow, lend, buy insurance, trade diversities, trade assets, and more. But it's faster and doesn't require paperwork or a third party. As with crypto generally, 
DeFi is global, peer-to-peer, meaning directly between two people, not routed through a centralized system. Uh, pseudo-anonymous and open to all. Mm. Yes, that's my little... Um, a little spiel. little spiel. Would you, shall I keep going? Yeah, sure. Go right, right ahead. So this is the... Explain it a bit more. All right. So <laughs> why is DeFi important? Mm-hmm. So DeFi takes the basic premises of cryptocurrency or digital money and expands on it, creating an entire digital alternative to Wall Street, but without all the associated costs. So think of like office towers and trading floors and mm. uh, bankers' salaries, etc. Uh, and this has the potential to create more open, free, and fair financial markets that are accessible to anyone with an internet connection. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, it is a very different concept. That's why we thought we'd go through this, like, on its own, I think, as a thing. Because it's, yeah, it's it's kind of a concept that will hopefully re- revolutionise an industry, potentially. But we'll find out potentially. when we get some... So, I did put in after that yeah, little yeah. bit. Go just to go through, like, the current traditional financial system. So, that's what's referred to as centralized finance. Yep. Just so everybody knows, like, what the current state is. Yeah, 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 go for it. Um, So this is where money is held by banks and third parties who facilitate money movement between parties with each charging fees for using their services. So, like, a credit card charge starts from the merchant and moves to an acquiring bank, which then forwards the card details to the credit card network. So you can see all the different hops that currently exist in centralized systems, hence all the fees. Yes. (laughs) Um, so the network clears the charge and then requests a payment from the bank, like once it's all gone through. Yep. And each entity in the chain receives payment for its services, generally because merchants must pay for the use of the credit card and debit cards, yeah. which is why you get to some like little bakeries sometimes. They're like cash only sometimes or, you know, minimum $10 spend yeah, okay. just to yeah. try to justify or pay, I guess, for those fees. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all financial transactions are overseen in centralized finance from loan applications to a local bank services. So everything is over like looked i guess yeah okay and controlled so that's current centralized finance yep lots of fees lots of people involved everybody taking a bit of a cut on everything that's happening yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) whereas decentralized finance which is what we're talking about today so that eliminates all the intermediaries by allowing people merchants and businesses to conduct financial transactions through the new emerging technology so through the peer-to-peer financial network that you mentioned before DeFi uses security protocols, connectivity, software, and hardware advancements to do all of these sort of transactions. So wherever there's an internet connection, individuals can lend, trade, and borrow using software that records and verifies financial actions in distributed financial databases. Ledgers, pretty much. We've talked about those before, so blockchain, peeps. (laughs) A distributed database is accessible across various locations as it collects and aggregates data from all users and uses a consensus mechanism to verify it. Proof of work, proof of stake that we've been talking about. Look at us, we're learning. (laughs) Yay, we're slowly like leveling up from our noob level. (laughs) (laughs) So decentralized finance eliminates the need for a centralized finance model by enabling anyone to use financial services anywhere, regardless of who or where they are. So DeFi applications give users more control over their money through personal wallets and trading services that cater to individuals. So none of those big hops. People yeah. can pay a merchant directly. If I'm at that little bakery that's got the $10 minimum spend because I don't want to pay yeah. for the credit card fee, I could just pay them directly with no fees involved if yes. we use DeFi. Yes. Yeah. 
So okay. it was interesting. It's like that's what the essence I think of the DeFi yeah. part is. I was going to say the essence. There's definitely fees out there that I've noticed from our wallets and everything. Yes, yeah. gas fees. You can't get away from gas fees, and we've mentioned that a little bit about like just the use of power and everything yes. for all these blockchains and the ledgers. And the bigger these sort of technologies get, the more use of power it's going to have. So, yeah, we'll figure that out slightly, yeah. hopefully, everybody. But yeah, we're just talking about the tech today, yes. not all those low-on effects. <laughs> All right, should we talk about some of the benefits? Yes, let's go on to it. All right, so I'll crack off, uh, crack on. Mm -hmm. So open, so you don't need to apply for anything or open an account. Uh, you just get access by creating a wallet like we did. So we now have hey. access to all of these. We don't have to have a specific account, don't have to go in somewhere and do everything. Now that we have a wallet, we are dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of. Not really. Pseudo anonymous or pseudo anonymity. <laughs> I don't know. That's words not in the notes, people. I just felt like saying it. Uh, you don't need to provide your name, email address, or any personal information uh, once you've created your wallet. So, like we talked about yeah. last week, you kind of got your private public facing key, like your bank yes. account number, etc. Uh, it's flexible. You can move your assets anywhere at any time without asking for permission, waiting for long transfers to finish, and paying expensive fees. Yeah, because like at the moment, it can take quite a long time for money to move from one side of the world to the other if well, you're going through banks and different yeah. currencies and stuff. 24 hours to get $50 from my yeah, Australian bank into my that's surprising wallet. still. Yeah, which is, seems a bit like 2005, but... Oh. Anyway, uh, fast, so interest rates and rewards often update rapidly as quickly as every 15 seconds and can be significantly higher than traditional Wall Street. Oof. Probably traditionally lower as well. I didn't mention that, but... Yeah, as we said, it's a very volatile market. Yeah. Uh, and of course, with all of this good stuff, it's transparent. So everyone involved can see the full set of transactions. Private corporations rarely grant that type of transparency. Yeah, it's all on the blockchain, it's all... Yeah, so it only runs on that blockchain as well. Yeah. So only blockchains with those smart contracts, though, right? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, because it needs that. Um, I guess the flexibility and the functionality to be able to yes. sort of do that. So not Bitcoin, peeps. yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but some of the downsides. Yes. Yeah. So fluctuating transaction rates on the Ethereum blockchain mean that active trading can get expensive. Mm. So it's talking about your all your other gases and yes. gas. Yep. price and all that, that sort of changing. stuff yeah uh depending on which dApps you use uh how you use them your investment could experience high volatility <laughs> this is after all new tech which wild west please, <laughs> <laughs> please see our introduction and sean's news piece yep yeah always do your own research and choose what your risk profile is yes. we are not financial experts take no instruction from us <laughs> <laughs> Copet law. Uh, you have to maintain your own records for tax purposes. Uh, regulations can vary from region to region. Uh, so, yes, I know. I think that is something you have to report on it that doesn't, like, punch out a bank statement or things like that. Yes, yes. That is, like, one of the things going to have to look into a bit more. Now that we own some crypto, we yes. will get on top of, yeah, the tax part and when that happens. I guess because you have to report it maybe as an asset. Yeah, if... Don't know. I don't know. In Australian tax. We will find out when it's yeah. tax time here. I'm sure, Woo. my accountant will be like, is it $50? All right, you need to go away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just Our not tell the government. I'm asset. sure they'll be fine. Who knows? <laughs> um, all right. So that is DeFi. Bit That's of an DeFi. overview. All right. Uh, I won't make you read the next bit because I, I wrote that I can read down. it if you want. I, I, and... You can sing it. You have to all sing right. it. Really? How do you... Like, does it have a oh, tune? Oh, my Lord. Do you not know what this is? You really want me to sing it in that tune? Oh, God. 
Now let's talk about dApps, baby. Let's talk about crypto and me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That wasn't that bad. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I am welcomed indeed. <laughs> um, so I got really confused with dApps because I thought dApps was DeFi when I was doing my research. Ah. DeFi is... Because I was like, what's the best dApps? And then it's like, here are the best dApps. And I'm like, that's not thing. DeFi. <laughs> so tell me about it. All tell right. me about dApps. So decentralized applications or dApps are digital applications or programs that exist and run on a blockchain or peer-to-peer network of computers instead of a single computer. So think like it's all blockchains that are smart contract ones, so not Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Ethereum pretty much and Polygon and all those. Yes. Um, Dapps. Well, this is kind of funny because you've written in the notes. It's like, I think it's so, you know, it's spelt D-apps. As in, like, applications. Yeah, yeah. Also called dApps. It's got it's like <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> Such it's disdain called... for the crypto community, Sean. Well, it's called dApps. Okay, so okay, I have okay. to keep saying that. Um, they are thus outside the purview and control of a single authority. So make sense of that as you will. Yes. <laughs> we are still learning on this topic, if you can't tell. So dApps, which are often built on Ethereum platform, can be developed for a variety of purposes, including gaming, finance, and social media. Um, and can only exist on blockchains with smart contracts. Yes, like you said. said. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think like the best way to sort of think about this is um, just like you have applications, I think, on your phone that are for various things. Yes. These are Web3 based on a blockchain applications. Yes. Is the probably the explanation I have in my head currently. It's maybe not right. Yeah. But it's how I'm interpreting it currently. And my knowledge will probably shift to that interpretation as I... Learn more. <laughs> yes, I, I did notice in our research, and we might get into it a little bit uh, with some of the upcoming notes, but uh, a lot of gaming stuff and that sort yeah. of metaverse Web3 side of the house. It's all in the dApps. It's all in the dApps. It's all the dApps. All right. <laughs> what, are some, um, what, what, can I use, what can I use the dApps for, Sean? Not just keep saying dApps. <laughs> um, so dApps have been developed for, to decentralize and disintermediate that's a fun word to say a range of functions and applications so these include things from self-executing financial contracts to multi-user games and social media platforms as we're saying think of an application make it digital decentralized put it on a blockchain right roger (laughs) dapps have also been developed to facilitate secure blockchain-based voting and governance um, DApps can also be integrated into web browsers to function as plugins that can help serve ads, track user behaviors, and solicit crypto donations. So I remember back in the day when we were talking about blockchain, yeah. we did talk about some of the different uses blockchain could be useful. Yes. And I think DApps are what sort of can sit on that blockchain and make it usable for all those different sort of ways you could use it. That's all a right. lot of users that is, in uh, my sentences. And but there's lots more coming up because you know we've got a whole list I mean. of some practical... Ooh. Right. Examples of practical uses for the dApps. Yes. All yours after that awesome. little noise you just made. Yeah, that came out quite high-pitched. <laughs> so, <laughs> so some of the practical uses for dApps include financial services. Dapps can be used to facilitate peer-to-peer financial transactions, such as the exchange of currencies or transfer of assets. There's supply change man- change management, which I remember we talked about a while ago. So dApps can be used to track the movement of goods through a supply chain, ensuring transparency and accountability. There's identity verifications, another use. So dApps yep. can be used to secure, store, and verify identity information, yeah. such as for voting systems or passport applications. Oh, okay. Um, there's users in real estate. So dApps can be used to facilitate the buying and selling of real estate directly between the buyer and the seller. 
as well as the tracking of property ownership and related documentation such as deeds. Yeah, we okay. did touch on that a while ago, yes. talking with blockchain and the smart contracts you can put on there. Yeah. Um, has uses for healthcare. So dApps can be used to store and track healthcare records as well as to facilitate the communication and collaboration of healthcare professionals. So like your digital health records that we have yeah, in yeah. Australia. So they could be put on a blockchain so okay. that they can actually be secure and last and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uses for education. DAPs can be used to create decentralized learning platforms, allowing students and teachers to interact and collaborate directly without the need for intermediaries. Oh, there's two more. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> uses for social media as well. So DAPs can be used to create decentralized social media platforms, allowing users to interact and share content without the need for a central authority. Sounds risky, sounds good, sounds yeah. all the things. <laughs> but it's taking away the Facebook corporation yeah. side of the house, the meta. I guess that and like yeah. part of it I assume is the point of it. Yeah. Like just on a side note, like I did see, because um, I'm a part of a few different um, Facebook writers groups and stuff, yeah. and someone posted a, a book ad that they'd put up and it got censored on Facebook for, I think it was like indecent sort of imagery. Yeah. And you look at it and it was just like a plain color background, I think. Yeah. But then the cover of the book had sand dunes, but yeah. the sand dunes were curved. I think, like, the Facebook thing has interpreted it as, like... The curves of a beautiful lady. Something else. What and the... it's literally sand. Ah. <laughs> it's literally just sand dune. But yeah. I think, yeah, like... So maybe it's a... Yeah. <laughs> Moving to some of the daps on social media, maybe it would eliminate some of that silliness yeah. that comes at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know. Sure. I'll show you later. It's quite hilarious. Right. You're like, I that's nothing to do with I that. I look forward to it. That poor person who now has to try to talk to Facebook and get it like, that's not sand dunes. Yeah, not <laughs> lady bits. All right. Oh, dear. Um, and last use is predictive market. So D-apps. Oh, D-apps. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh strike no, I, one. I know. Strike one for the episode. Oh, no. DApps can be used to create centralized platforms for predictive markets, allowing users to make predictions on a variety of topics and potentially earn rewards or for accurate predictions. I'm struggling this oh. last sentence. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Uh, you've gone. Yeah, the sand has got to you. <laughs> so that looks very familiar uh, to what we had for our What Can You Use blockchain for. Very, isn't it? Yes, it does, doesn't it? Like, yeah. bar maybe one or two things, it looks very similar. So, I feel like it's just apps sitting on blockchain. Pretty much. That's yeah. all I'm interpreting it as. Yeah, and then potentially, like, those dApps being run through a DAO, which is something we'll talk about later. Yes, we'll get into DAOs on a different episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. That's dApps. 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 All right. Oh, no. Now we have to get into... DeFi tokens, you were researching this and yes. this hurt my head a little bit when yeah. I tried to look into this too because my brain's still trying to figure out why there's so many tokens for different things. Yes, <laughs> tokenize everything. So tokenize the world. Oh, no. All right. you, you take over. All right, well, that's all me. So uh, what are some of the most popular or well-known DeFi tokens? Because I went, all right, what's the most popular DeFi? And it's like, what are you talking about, you douchebag? It's what's the... <laughs> you can edit that out or leave it in. Uh, it's what is the most popular DeFi tokens because that's how you get access to that DeFi service is through their token. Mm -hmm. so, so the best DeFi project will vary greatly based on a particular investor's goals. Most DeFi projects specialise in different areas, so it's important to consider what one is looking for prior to investing in it. So DeFi tokens represent a diverse set of cryptocurrencies native to automated decentralized platforms that operate using smart contracts, which is kind of what we talked about. 
These provide users access to a suite of financial applications and services built on the blockchain, which is also kind of is what we're it kind about. of like a token, like a membership almost to like you know I've verified my account or something. Like I hold a token so I can use your services. Uh, the way I something? took it was like if you own, um, say, you have shares, right, in yeah. the um, SP five hundred because I forgot what the Australian one's called off the top of my head. Sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't actually own eight different or the 500 different company shares, mm. you own that one share, which is sort of invested in all those separate shares. Mm-hmm. So you have that token mm-hmm. saying, I own all little bits of all these businesses, mm-hmm. as opposed to having 500 tokens saying, I own all these tiny little bits. Mm-hmm. Does that, you, you're just staring at me and <laughs> grunting. Uh, sure. But then there's like different types of tokens and how do they relate to like... The DeFi. Oh, so it's sort of like if you're investing in this DeFi. So the top, I'll get, uh, let me go for a little bit. So top five is Lido Staked Ether. Um, Literally what it says. So I've got actually some really good links on this one. Uh, It was from crypto.com. Just bear with me for a sec. Um, Uniswap DAI, which is the one we talked about, DRI, which is the US one. Yeah. Chainlink and Lido DAO. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're doing with some of these is you're actually um, you're investing in that company who then in does the investing. And oh, just be, they're like an investment. They're a firm. It's firm. literally like I've like a brokerage or something. Yeah, you know how like you can invest as opposed to investing yeah. in Microsoft and Apple and that you can go to a firm and be like, I want to. I, I have this I, much I wanna, money. Yeah, I want to technology based in portfolio. Green. Yeah. Things or something. Yeah, okay. so that token is your investment in that. <sighs> so it's not a token like a coin. Okay. Uh, but okay, I think okay. the thing that's different with the these ones that I've talked about and why they're popular is, so the staked Ether, the yeah. Lido staked Ether, you know how we talked about last episode, if you stake it, you probably can't touch it for a while. Yes. What this does is if you buy one of these, they're staking it, but then you can pull your money out when you want because you actually it's that token. So they're sort of staking stuff that you've given them money for, but it's a bit more fluid. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So okay. Okay. What I recommend is mm-hmm. when I find my paper, there is, is that go link. to yeah. So go to crypto.com. The categories in the DeFi. Yeah. A really good breakdown. So it will what it does is it goes through the top DeFi's, but it doesn't just do that. It explains what it is, so what mm. exactly it is you're investing in, be it you know green futures or yeah. staking or current markets. Okay. Uh, it goes into the history of that DeFi. It also talks about how that DeFi actually does it and works, um, it, what it's used for, which is kind of like, what is it? Uh, and it also has a copy of that DeFi's white paper. Oh, cool. So pretty much just go to crypto.com, type in DeFi and look for that, and it will explain it all. That was really yeah. good. The link will be in the show notes. Yes. Uh, but I'm not going to try and read through them all. But they're no. really like those sort of things when you invest in a... So Warren Buffett has his firm, whatever that's called. Um, yeah, yeah, same off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> you invest in that. You don't. He does the work behind the scenes for you. Yeah. But you just buy a token. Yeah. To be invested in his firm. Okay. So that that's what okay, they are. Okay, They're like okay. that. They're investment firms. I guess is one way of looking at it. Yeah. Sorry, finance people that know the real words for yeah. all of this, but As hopefully we that said, makes we're sense. We're not to, financial experts. To noobs like us. So and you're if investing. You can't tell. I definitely don't know. Andy's teaching me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does that work okay. for you then? Does it? Do you, does yeah, that... that makes sense. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely like have a read through that webpage as well. Um, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, now yeah. So the token is. isn't a coin, as in a yeah. cryptocurrency. 
it kind of is, but it's saying I own this amount of stake in this firm. Yeah, okay. And they're, okay. they're doing the investing behind the scene to hopefully get that business to turn a profit mm-hmm. and then I get some profit from that. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Learning. Yes, it took me a while because when I started looking at it, it looked literally like a whole trading market. Mm. Uh, it looked very different to all the other research we've been doing and it took me a while to get to the point where it was, it was when I found that crypto.com stuff. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay, now I see what it is. Yeah, okay. You look at the history and what they're doing and how they – and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just an investing firm that you're putting money into. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay, learning. So, yeah. Awesome. That's, that's, that's all, DeFi. That is. That's our journey Daps. thus far. Daps, crypto. Staking. Staking. Wallets. Hot wallets, and cold. Hot custodial. Cold. Non-custodial. Yeah. <laughs> all the things proof of the stake, last proof of work. few weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, our brains are uh, a bit fried. We've learned a lot, guys. Yes, we have, which is great. Yes, it has been really good. Yes. Like my knowledge has definitely jumped up a few pegs in this. Yes, I'm area. definitely my. Um, I'm a bit more fluid in the language of cryptocurrency than I was yeah. a month ago. That's Even for sure. Even when my tongue does trip over daps and daps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Sorry, crypto kids. <laughs> I'm sure they're not listening. Um, but that's everything we've learned up to date. But we've yeah. saved a little bit for the end, which is what is the future yeah. of crypto going to look like? We wanted to do a little bit of how to look around, what some yeah. of the professionals are sort of saying for the market over the next like year or longer. Yeah, yeah. I think have... you looked at the next year and I looked at like the next 10 years because yeah. I wanted all the crazy stuff. Yep. And then <laughs> we have some thoughts of our own. At the yeah. End, so yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Well, yeah. So I'll go through some, some of the professional um, predictions for the next year that I came across where um, so they think a lot more investors will adopt Bitcoin. So it's predicted apparently that more than 500 million people worldwide will own Bitcoin by the end of 2023. 2023? That's now. Yeah, that's this year. That's 11 months. Right now. (laughs) By the end of that, they think... Well, we do. We just, we added to the numbers. That's two more. (laughs) 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 So um, they also think Ether will start outperforming Bitcoin again. Apparently it did it back in 2021, but that's based on the back of um, the surge in NFT sales and volumes and NFTs aren't going anywhere. Yep. Um, and all of them run on Ethereum blockchain. Well, a lot of them, not all of them. I won't say all, no. but Ethereum's a the main one that's around. Yeah, okay, interesting. They also think most meme coins will disappear. So, <laughs> so last year, apparently, the... I don't know if it's Dodge or Doge. <laughs> Dogecoin. Dogecoin, yeah. Um, so Dogecoin spin-off, Shiba Inu. Yep. So it climbed, like, that's a, a lot of percent. It's like 44 million, million yeah. percent. 44 and a half million. Um, so then Squid, a coin named after the television drama Squid Game, yep. jumped more than 75,000% in less than a week, yep. only to just disappear soon after. So one of the top 10 crypto um, predictions is that investors um, will stop investing in probably these silly these little silly things yeah. that will appear then disappear and stuff. Like the market will slowly, very slowly probably. Mm-hmm. Level out a bit. Yeah. yeah okay. Rather than fluctuating on like, I made a thing. Can I get people to give me this some cash for my popular. random token yeah. currency thing? Yeah. Interesting. So it'll start to think. Okay. I don't know if it'll disappear completely. Like one year is not very long time, truthfully. Yeah, for all of them to go away. <laughs> and yeah. humans are humans. People love like a, you know, Boaty McBoat face and all these Yeah, exactly. People things. just... <laughs> Like you might only get, you might have 50,000 people buy it for five bucks for a lol. Oh, Boaty McBoak face. Yes. Crypto. (laughs) Call it that. You're welcome if someone does. LTYD. All those acronyms. 
Um, all right, next prediction. So use in web. So a prediction that DeFi will start to increase its usage just across the web. So we're talking about DeFi, how it's actually yeah. the back-end financial system yeah, more than yeah. anything else. So maybe starting to pull that into just the web environment of okay, finances moving around. Yeah, right. Um, web 3 gets fashionable was oh. the title. I left it as that because it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fashion. But they predict that collaborations between Web3 personalities and consumer and luxury, luxury brands that want to explore new commerce models and consumer touch points will continue in Web3. So yeah. all those sort of connections, I think that's like, a, I'm going to embarrass myself if I try to remember celebrity names. But there's Paris one. Hilton was big in Web3. Yeah. Snoop's big in Web3. Obviously, you can buy a Tesla with your cryptocurrency. Yeah, and the ones that do like, um, they link up with like, Nike, we call it Nike, Nike, I guess, over yeah, in the US. Yeah, depending where you're from. Yeah. Depending where you're from, we'll get in trouble if we don't say that probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like people have like hooked up with them to make little um, avatar shoes and stuff. Yes, yeah, all that is. sort of stuff. And like bags probably with people. So yes, that's not going away. That's going to increase. Yep. <laughs> More of that. Um, and don't count out NFTs. So they think NFTs will remain strong and Already starting to see some major NFT investments from major Web2 brands like Starbucks and Disney. Oh, okay. Um, so across Web3. So that's not going to stop in 2023. Um, so you'll see more brands probably starting to get into that NFT world. Well, it's quite interesting. <laughs> this is a little random news thing that that sort of just reminded me. It's a little bit Perfect. off topic, but one of the big sort of people I sort of follow up NFTs and to see what's going on is Logan Paul. I've talked about the uh, yes, podcast. Uh, he returned to Royal Rumble, one of the best moments uh, of the night. I actually saw that. If you're happy, yes. I saw it on social media. Yes, I am happy. Yes. <laughs> I yes. actually was like, that's Sean that guy. wants to watch the wrestling. That's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, his company that he has with KSI, who's a, uh, a YouTuber slash influencer from... Is that the drink? Yeah, so their drink... Prime. Uh, Prime, yep. yeah. I saw a picture this morning about is, the UFC. Yeah, it's now sponsoring <laughs> the UFC and <laughs> Arsenal Football Club and it is now valued at worth more than Gatorade. <laughs> so I think what the point of that story is obviously these guys are getting quite popular and quite successful. They are big in that NFT mm. space and they are big in that. So I don't think this sort of that NFT thing is going to go away, just no. to back up your argument. I think we're going to see more of it and it's going to become more popular as these businesses, especially with young kids, because I think he's like 27, 28 now. Yeah, he's pretty young. Yeah. Um, coming into the game, they're going to be looking at this stuff. Yeah. Well, I think like as we we're talking about like Board Ape Yacht Club and all that, yep. those traditional NFTs were kind of almost like a test of the tech yep. and stuff. And yeah, so the use of NFTs is exploding slowly. Yes. And getting yeah bought out or getting used by these bigger brands. Yeah. And yes. Stuff, oh, so. definitely. And I know. I think I. I don't know if we mentioned it on our NFT podcast, but Azuki, one of the my favorite NFT oh, yeah. artists, they had like real life shows and walkthroughs and stuff like that. So it's it's. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going away. That's true. But anyway. Um, all right. And gaming. So gaming in Web3 area is going to continue yes. to explode yes, as well. Yes, we will, we will dive into the metaverse in For some upcoming crypto. episodes. So, yeah, lots of... Um, Prominent Web3 game titles that have been in development for quite some time are expected to actually come out this year yeah. as fully-fledged games or as demos. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. Some of them are Big Time, Star Atlas, and Ember Sword. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I've heard of Star Atlas. I don't know Ember Sword, but No, so cool. some of those are started going to start yeah, coming out. Yeah, I didn't know out, it was Web3 so stuff. Moving into the Web3 world, some of that stuff. And, that's cool. And, you know, cryptocurrency always gets associated with all this stuff, yes. as you can imagine. Well, you, you, if you, you want to buy, you I don't know. a wallet to log on, right? If you want your there. avatar to have an extra helmet or something, you'll probably have to buy it with crypto. Yes. <laughs> all the helmets. All the helmets. Um, the big exchanges are expected to become disaggregated, which they think means like 
when an exchange stack um, gets disaggregated, we see custody, brokerage, and exchange, sort of all those different things broken out into different players. So yeah, rather okay. than everything being in one, yeah. just like in current centralized finance, how there'd be like, you know, as you're saying, you go to a brokerage if you want yeah, to buy yeah. stuff. If you want to go to an investment company, you go over here. If you want like a loan person, you go to the loan area. Yeah. It'll slowly probably start to get broken apart because at the moment the exchange is kind of just like we do everything yeah okay um so yeah it'll get more professional and pulled apart a little bit more okay but at the same time those big exchanges will also increase their market share so like coinbase crypto.com the yeah, two that yeah. we probably went through they're probably two of the bigger ones yeah out there they will continue probably to be yes. huge <laughs> yes and yes hold a big market yeah. share for those ones yeah i bet um, and then bonus prediction from the professionals. Oh, bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, that the rise of generative AI might lead to the blockchain playing a significant role in helping us to distinguish between content created by AI and content created by humans. Well, that's quite relevant to your news article from this I, morning. So I did pull this little point out because I was like, oh, look at that. So OpenAI, as I said, is like starting to create a tool that can try to distinguish between them. Mm-hmm. But I think what these people are also trying to say, though, is there's maybe scope to use uh, blockchain technology yeah. to maybe verify that like this is a human written sort of thing. Maybe you can be like, this was written by me. I put it on a blockchain and forevermore people will know if the contracts uh, and stuff. Like Possibly. a verification type maybe. of thing? Maybe. That's what I'm just like guessing at for them. Yeah, I'm interested in that just because I've been mm. way deep inside too many cyberpunky AI type things lately. Mm. Um, do I care if AI wrote it? Don't know. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. But there's some of the ones for the next year. Yes. And, yeah, so I just thought it was funny as well that we'd already seen by 5 a.m. this morning that that dif- trying to figure out the difference between AI and human text. Yes. That's already happening. Well, it's a hot topic, obviously, with the art sort of kicked it off. And yeah. then as we get into the text and written and yeah. everything. All right. There all you right. go. Move on to predictions for the next 10 years. You're <laughs> cre- you love a long-term goal. I do. You love that stuff. Not so here, I'm gonna not let here you for the short term. That. I'm more of a short-term girl. All right. <laughs> She is very tiny. Um, all right. So over 40% of the world will own some crypto or stable coin. So that's as of uh, 2001, 3.9% of the world own crypto. According to uh, a NASDAQ article, Bitcoin will reach 1 billion users by 2025. Ooh. And by 2030, uh, it is expected that 40% of the world will own one of these sort of cryptos. Yeah, be it Bitcoin, Ethereum, some of the stable coins that we talked about. Yeah, this stuff isn't going away. Like the tech yeah. isn't going away. Individual coins might fluctuate and stuff, but yeah, yeah, this, no, we're not going to. The thing is, it's here to stay, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Bitcoin will overtake gold for the mm, market cap. That's interesting. So gold has played an important uh, role in global financial markets for at least the past five thousand years. What? Well said that article. Um, probably accurate though. Uh, it's about time humanity has evolved and for Bitcoin, digital gold. <laughs> sorry, I'm reading it from this article. He's definitely elaborating. Um, so currently gold has a 11.53 trillion market cap uh, and Michael Saylor predicts Bitcoin will flip gold and become the market cap leader at $100 trillion. That's not just like overtaking. That's, That's ten, almost 10 times more, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> Uh, that sounds a little absurd, but many other analysts believe Bitcoin should reach 500k or even 1 million in 10 years, um, which is possible. And that would take Bitcoin to that 11 to 20 trillion dollar mark. Does that mean my like 0.00002? Hold on to that bad boy. <laughs> that $50 might be worth $70. Yes. <laughs> 
or 500, who knows. Um, here's my favourite prediction uh. for 10 years. <laughs> if you remember our special friend from beyond the dark firewall mm. of the internet, Satoshi Nakamoto will become the first trillionaire. AI so, trillionaire. What's that? AI trillionaire. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who is, is this Is he person? even from planet Earth? Don't um, know. Just from the future, maybe. All right. So, Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin, <laughs> which we talked about, which I just went on my own little tangent with, uh, owns an estimated one million Bitcoin. So, if Bitcoin reaches a million, you've got a million millions. So, he will become the world's first trillionaire. Wow. And just a reminder, if you didn't listen to our last episode... No one knows who this is. It could yes. be a group of people. It could be There's, one person. No one actually yeah, knows. Yeah, there was a Japanese gentleman they thought it might be. Then there was another American person they mm. thought it might be. But we all know it's an AI from beyond <laughs> the Great Firewall out there in the dark web ether. It's the only explanation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've been playing lots of cyberpunk. Uh, <laughs> so big real. another one is big real estate tech companies will allow you to purchase homes with a crypto. Mm. Uh, we kind of talked about this just in your thing about in the next year. Yeah, but they think... I think it'll literally happen in the next 10 years. Yeah, you would just crypto straight in. Mm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, programmable money puts the planet's resources to work. So this was an interesting one. I thought you'd like this one. So we'll I'll, I'll, read, I'll read from the stuff. article on this one. So money is just a representation of the world's assets, right? Mm. So our energy and our vision. The future of money is the future of how we put this planet's immense resources to work. Putting money on the blockchain, making it programmable, enabling it to work with other services and assets are the keys to giving us choice and power to put our money to work. Whether it's investing in solar farms or paying for education, there are still so many great projects that are not being done for lack of investment. With programmable blockchain-based money, we can take our own assets and put them to work for everyone's benefit. So you have more of a say, really, of where you want to put your money which means that you can invest in things that you care about. Yeah, and it makes I guess it makes it a bit easier to yes. invest in those things too. Yeah, so when your money's in the bank, you know how the bank can mm. they have more and all that stuff and the bank can put it where they want and they can loan it. With programmable money, you're choosing where it sits. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So mm. I thought that was interesting. Um, another one is big tech reigns supreme. Kind of mm. has been. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine this. It's oh, 2031 and over 6 billion people use um, BTAs in their daily transactions, a digital currency issued by a group of six big tech firms known as the Six Sisters. Oh, that's creepy. It is. It's so good. It's a storyline. It is. That's why I picked it. Uh, BTAs are unbacked and circulate globally on a network developed in 2024 by the then three most powerful central banks. With the massive adoption of BTAs, only 21 of the almost 200 sovereign currencies that existed a decade earlier survived, and these few national currencies still exist, not because they were too big to be replaced, but because they were too small. So what they're saying is pretty much we move to global currencies. They just put it in a really cool story. Okay. Yeah, and I read it like a silly man just for my own entertainment. But what they're saying is... Uh, based if all of these get together and we take out uh, the current sort of financial banks and everything, there's really only six currencies potentially. Yeah, so I guess like things will slowly, as we said, settle yeah. <laughs> down yes. into like what's the easiest things. Yeah. So I should just call out. So, yeah, the writer of that was Marcelo Parates. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about the pronunciation. Uh, Coindesk columnist. I can't speak. Columnist. Columnist. Oh, there we yeah. go. Central bank lawyer as well. 
Yep. He is. So, yes, thank you yes. for that cool little <laughs> yep. uh, and, and one more, vivid imagery. One more is um, from, I think it's Laura Shin is the host of Unshamed Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, we yeah, see I that. Yeah, follow on, that. Yeah, we see it on Facebook. Um, so her prediction uh, for the future is that money is going to get a lot weirder. It will become <laughs> closely tied to or allow a greater expression of our identities and our individuality. It will reflect our relationship in both the physical and digital words. It's going to accelerate globalization in bringing together people with similar values across borders and try and tying them together with financial incentives and an identity that is intensified and deepened with the financial value involved. And all that is going to shake up traditional worlds of governments, different legal jurisdictions and different local currencies. Mm. So what I take from that is as we move towards that globalization, as that decentralized sort of mm. finance comes across and everyone has more access to it and everyone's using more crypto, et cetera, mm. it's really going to throw some things out of whack that we've been used to for a while. Yeah. There's yes. going to be some very big teething issues, me thinks, yes. in the future for transitioning. Yeah. But the, that's... That's the big 10-year goals. That's so. the 10-year goals. Sean. What are, you, what are your thoughts after our three weeks of three weeks deep diving of into it? Well, diving into it. What are your thoughts um, on the matter? Well, I think like the big thing I took away from all of the research and stuff is just how cryptocurrency is so essential for the world of Web3 and the metaverse. And so I need to understand it because I want to be involved. If I want to have my secondhand bookshop in the metaverse, yes. I need to understand cryptocurrency because that's how people are going to have to buy my NFT secondhand books, <laughs> if I want to do that. Exactly. Well, it's just like opening a bookstore today. You need to know yeah, how money works. I need works. to know how that works. Um, so even though it can be confusing and it's still volatile and crazy, like it's, I'm so glad I've started learning about <laughs> yes, it still. Yes, now. Um, yeah. I do think online transactions may start to change to using that crypto or at least we'll use DeFi systems. I think we'll probably start seeing that Yeah. probably sooner rather than the big like the whole world shift to six currencies. Yes. I think you'll start seeing maybe... I don't know, maybe places like PayPal and that will start using some of those DeFi backends yeah, and stuff okay. just in normal transactions. That's yeah. just my little personal prediction. Um, and I do think that DeFi will change the mechanics of international banking. Yeah, okay. Completely. Um, when it's people will start using it more. So if I, I think financial institutions will actually invest in the DeFi. So I reckon some of the big banks that exist today, yeah, okay. it's in their interest to keep well, themselves yeah. relevant, right? So. Yeah, 100%. I thought they, you'll probably actually start seeing some of the big banks playing in that space, yeah. figuring out how to like roll out products that actually use the DeFi stuff and reduce their fees to customers, really. Okay, excellent. That's a little prediction from me. Yeah, yep. Um, and yeah, as we were saying, NFTs aren't going away and cryptocurrency is required to facilitate that economy. So, because NFTs are really just like a little thing that you can store on a blockchain. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not going away. No. Having digital assets and being able to pay for them, that's going to just increase. Yeah, okay. Um, and then prior to increased interoperability across the metaverses and markets, yeah. I reckon exchanges will become an um, essential and hopefully improve a little bit more in it to enable consumers to actually easily interact with the various online communities. Yeah. Because I've heard so many times about um, like some different games and things, how they have their own inverse token yeah, yeah. and stuff but to buy that you need a different type of cryptocurrency that you have to exchange into yep. their thing so They'll i think the exchanges out, yes yeah, i think okay. that'll just become a bit smoother because at the moment it's like can be three or four hops for somebody to be able to i don't know yeah. buy that helmet in that game that i yes, was talking yeah, about yeah, and that's, <laughs> the barrier to entry is still a bit higher yeah, yeah that'll get better and 
Last one's mine. Yeah, last one's Andy. Yeah, so for you, so, you've probably got some other thoughts anyway. You always have thoughts. I though. do. I have lots of opinions. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> courtesy of my mother. Um, <laughs> no, I joke. But uh, so crypto will move further away from its anti-establishment, decentralised sort of beginnings. Not mm. saying the decentralised part will go away. Uh, and it will become much more governed and similar to digital fiat money as we know it. I think there's lots yeah. of this. I think there will be improvements to the way we do stuff. Like you said, that international transactions, mm. uh, the way we use DeFi, I think will be better to lower like costs and that. But I think it's just going to end up pretty similar to how we use money now. I don't disagree with that at yeah, all. I think yeah, I think it's... Yeah, that whole stick it yeah. to the man, all that sort of stuff that we saw early Bitcoin and mm. people using it on the Silk Road and people flying gold coins to other people <laughs> to buy it. Yeah. These massive up and downs that we see, uh, that people going bankrupt straight away, all that sort of stuff. I think that's going to level out eventually and it's going to be a lot more regulated, a lot more normalised because that'll open it up to more people because they'll understand it. And we'll, I think we're going to transition from that sort of fiat currency that we use to this digital currency, but we're not yeah. really going to notice it. Yeah, I in kind a big of think way. so as well. Because yeah. humans are humans. Like, we yeah. all, you can't help it. But most humans, we like stuff that's, like, known or easy yeah, we don't to like use change. and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can see it becoming very focused on being user-friendly, being seamlessly incorporated into daily life. Exactly. Without having to know how to code or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> want to have to know cryptology to no. buy a carton of milk. It'll be the equivalent of, like, you know, I've got my credit card on my phone, wave phone in front of scanner at shop to buy yes. a thing. Yeah. And it'll all be on crypto and it'll all just yeah, magically be... seamlessly work. Yeah, and I think uh, what well, I think some of the benefits from it is you'll be able to do that anywhere in the world. Yes. As opposed to without having a trans yeah, without going into different currencies. Imagine that travelling and... overseas and not having to worry about yeah, like do to... I have enough of like whatever US dollars and where do I exchange my Australian yeah. US dollars and is that going to be You just be leave enough? with your phone, make sure you got a charger yeah. and a different port, I guess, like yeah. converter for your charging of your phone. Thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Just different PowerPoints, right? <laughs> that's that's what I think is realistically going yeah. to happen. It's going to level out. It's going to be so. a bit more seamless, but it's not really going to change Well, that's what I was sort of hinting at as well earlier. Like I agree with the exchange one when we we're talking about that yeah. bit of how that, like those big exchanges are going to become bigger and they will have more products and they will focus more on user yeah. interactions. And as you said, I think it will become slowly kind of a bit more governed. The Like, we kind of escape. Like, governments help look after all of our countries, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I like roads and hospitals. <laughs> yes, yeah. me too. And traffic lights so and stuff. So the yeah. interaction between, I guess, our policy and laws in our individual countries and how all this works that all has to be figured out and I think it, it will. It will get there. Yeah. And then there will be some sort of equilibrium between our Local governments and yeah, it'll it'll improve globalization. Yeah, which I think is a great thing. If yeah, you can like just just a steps forward in that easing. Yeah, the of, differences between country yeah, me being here in you know Canberra in Australia or me being in yeah. somewhere in Spain. I can use a theory anywhere. Yes, <laughs> That'd exactly. <be> cool. <laughs> Um, but oh my lord, that, was that a is lot. it. Three weeks of crypto from us. Yes. Ooh, thank you for listening through yes. all the cryptos. Yes, thank you for your <laughs> efforts, Sean. Uh, we are trying to be creative people and make music, art, and books. So yeah. this was pretty heavy for us. <laughs> so we hope it was not too heavy for you guys. Hopefully, we uh, got, got our points across and you learned something. Yes, we still have a lot to learn. As we oh, said, definitely, this yeah. space changes so much. Um, I'm sure we'll revisit crypto again in a no, no, however many. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll stay abreast of the news as well, I think, which is good. Yeah, we will. We'll start um, dropping that a little bit more. 
Yeah, that's it. But that is it. We are done with crypto <laughs> for this little mini-series. Mini <laughs> and for today, we are out of time. Yes. So next week... Uh, we're going to have a little fun, a little bit of a creative episode. <laughs> like a little bit of a break from our technical Yeah, pretty much. Not quite as much uh, in-depth study late at night, um, reading articles and trying to get our heads around stuff. Yeah, I've we're been sending Andy lots of random articles. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, lots of reading on my behalf, but that's good. We did learn. Uh, but next week we're going to do a bit of a Sean versus Andy in a discussion of what we look for and enjoy in the books we read. Ooh. <laughs> Insert... Epic battle music here do, because do, you do, like do, it when do, I say do, insert do, the music do, do, here. Yeah, I do. It's fine. Yeah, do, 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 hopefully do, you do, actually do. put some music there and not just our voices. I'll find stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, speaking of books, yes. go download ours. Go check it out. Heaps of chapters out on mine. Yeah, at I least three or four out on yours. Invocreations.com. Go there. Sign up. There's a little. There's a big button. You hit it. I think you just put your email address and maybe your name. Name and email address. You'll get a confirmation email. Once you've confirmed it is you, we will send you the first a link to the first chapters. And mm -hmm. then every Saturday, usually Saturday morning, let's not talk about that. It's an emotional <laughs> day with alarms on my phone and things not working. We're smoothing out our process. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> go there and I will send you a link to the latest chapter. And you yep. can read all the other chapters for free to get up to speed. So yep. no problems Our books there. are out there for free, peeps. Go get it, check it yes, out. Yes, yes. Um, Instagram, well, actually... Instagram, not much going on there besides my art. I'll get back to that in a month. I'll let you know when I'm drawing again. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, Sean. Facebook. What, what have you got for me? What? <laughs> Invoke Creations. We do have Invoke Creations. Or? or I did finally be like, oh, I should do this. And I've made myself an actual author Facebook profile page. So, Sean Lee has an actual author page. That's amazing. So that's where I'll I'll probably post like the random stuff of me yes. <laughs> on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and probably get cross-shared on Invoke and stuff. Invoke's still like the nexus point, I guess. Yes, where yeah. the, like what we've got coming out will be released and everything. But yes, yes I thought I should start making myself look more professional because that's yes. part of our journey here, right? We're noobs learning this space yes. and part of it. We, we might have to do a social media um, episode even because we've got a lot of them now. Yeah. I've got to get my <laughs> author's stuff, well, creative stuff sorted for its own Facebook. I'm looking, yes. I think I mentioned a website just for Star Ranger or just for my things. I think we even have planned a social media one coming up, oh, um, right. which is good because, yeah, it's starting to get a bit... Yeah. Just the mechanics of figuring out our business flows, yeah, I think. Yeah, and, and that's stuff. we want to it's explain good to you guys. To know about. Yeah. <laughs> learn some lessons from our adventures. In, yes. You know, but yes, I had to get over my imposter syndrome. I was like, no, if I want to be a professional, I should have a page, right? Yes. Definitely. Be a personality that's out there. You are writing it's books. It's terrifying, but I, I did it. I saw a great quote on uh, Twitter this morning. It was, um, it's 5% thinking, 95% work. And you have definitely been doing a lot of work. I've been doing a lot of work. So, I'm tired. Yes. <laughs> you definitely were sassy prior to coffee yesterday. You say, yeah, yesterday was um, yes. emotional for everyone at work, not me. <laughs> I was fine yeah, in my little fine. like miserable zone. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the album it will be dropping uh, yes. at the end of this month, but you can go listen to tracks on YouTube. Go to our YouTube, Invoke Sounds, all the the tracks are there. There's yep. an album Spotify. even on there already. Yep. Spotify has the previous album yep. and iTunes and it's on so many. Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Yeah, so I've got to get off my butt and put some of our stuff on some of those yes. Web3 type based music things like Audius and the other one I can't remember right yeah, now. Yeah, that's on our to-do list is to explore and get more involved in that Web3 music world yes, too. Yes, exciting. Um, um, invoke. Uh, not Invoke. 
<laughs> There's so many things these days. Yeah, Bards yes. lost in the metaverse is on Twitter. Yes. And we are both on Twitter too, truthfully. Uh, yeah, my Twitter's a bit loose. I'll probably get a professional one. I made I just a like professional one. Sorts of so stuff. I'm on there too. Yes. So, but we are on there. We are t- like doing some rando tweets at times and stuff. Yes, and yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're on there too. That's We're it. everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, just to manage that, we've got a lot of work to do, let alone the books that we're going to do for bookuary. We like making our lives harder, don't we? Adding more work to our yeah. files. Yeah, the more you work, the more hours the day gives you. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyway. All right, bums in seat, off to do work. Yep. We're out of time. Stay dangerous. Bye.